Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Millman. Hello! And Jules Gill! Hello! Now, the, we just did a bit of news um, yesterday, although it depends when you're checking the audio for this out, but me and Jules talked about the fact that Nintendo are being sued over their left Joy-Con issues. Um, and then Jules said, why don't we just talk about all sorts of ridiculous lawsuits that have happened, even though this one, the, the ongoing Nintendo one, is incredibly legit and should have happened years ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous in the fact that it first happened, this Nintendo it's one. This but long. my God, if you look back, there have been some absolutely spurious claims against developers. Spurious? Yeah. Spurious? That's a good word. That's yeah. a claim. Hmm? I don't think that's a word. Know, I, I, I think spurious is a word. I learn one new word a week and I like trying it out. Spurious is not spurious. a word. Spirulina. I, I have a class moving, action lawsuit against you, Gil. Moving on. Yes, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I, I, it's, it's very scary to be sued, I imagine. Mm. Never happened to you me imagine. and hopefully, hopefully never will happen. <laughs> you know, with your list of mums coming after you, like, good. whoa. What are you on about? <laughs> your you know, army of children. I, the, the blood test will, will determine what happens there. But it must be very scary for developers, especially like smaller developers, mm. to be bullied and corralled out by like other larger companies. So... Mm. Yeah, do you, want, do you know where we're going to start? We're going to start with Mass Effect Three. Oh, because my favourite! It is, isn't it? What a lovely time that was. Um, so that was uh, one of the one of the whole things where everyone hated the Mass Effect Three ending so much that there was a whole um, I think it was a class action lawsuit brought against Bioware yes. um, under false advertising, um, mainly centering on the fact that on the advertising uh, part of Mass Effect's um, one of the little taglines was that the decisions you make completely shape the experience. No. And they centered on that and said, well, the ending was a carbon copy with different color fillers. But they do, they do completely shape your they they do Go completely on. change your experience. Everything you do in that game is a choice as to what happens. Like yes. that, and the ending, yes, it is maybe a bit of a, a tag-on ending to a game that has loads of choices that shape your mm. experience. Mm. But still, the choice of which path that you follow, and then the consequences. Which color filter you the get. color is still important. It's still a change. Well, so that was that was the conclusion that was ultimately brought about was yeah. that it did um, that thematically the endings were different enough to mm. get around that whole thing. Um, but I think it was mainly mo- obviously it was motivated by the general backlash to that mm. ending in general. Um, but yeah, it uh, it got as high as going to the advertising standards agency which is our UK body for this sort of stuff yeah. um, and they said that like yeah they cleared all the charges and said that the endings were thematically different enough so that it didn't interesting uh, though isn't it that a um, uh, a box art or a piece of information mm. on a box is what led to this because they saw their little loophole and they tried to exploit it as much as possible mm-hmm. yet still Bubsy 3D gets to say that it won an award from a game company and a, um, a, a award body that doesn't exist when literally they made up their own award Good. and awarded it to themselves what was the award company called? I don't know it's called like 0FX G4 it was something, something weird like they that they still won an award even if they make it up and give it themselves right like but i'm we, I'm we could totally do that number one 
Winner in the office is me. Good, yep. Win. Legit. How, how have you just given yourself the platform to come up with any award you possibly could and you've just given yourself number one winner? Number one I'm winner. I'm the best winner. Of the of- uh, on the office, I'm not greedy. Of the office. I'm the best costume racing player that's ever been. In, in the, the office. In the world. No, in the world. <laughs> in the world. Did you not see the footage? <laughs> Clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, having been someone who was incredibly annoyed by the end of Mass Effect 3, yeah. I didn't get as, as hoorah as to try and get into any uh, action, class action lawsuit type stuff. Um, but I guess I can see the whole like any sort of fandom looking for an outlet and latching onto that sort of thing but it just proves that you you're not going to get it off the ground I've an interesting one though were, mm. were they trying to sue for emotional damages or were they trying to sue, sue for like <laughs> money that, like time wasted well it was that whole earnings? it was that whole sort of snafu about like um, the snafu, I, love how, I love the word snafu that, um, that whole sort of I was going to say gaggle of things that went down <laughs> the idea that EA had like um, got involved in the development so yes. much that it affected it and we wouldn't get a conclusion to this until Kotaku did their big reveal all expose yeah which revealed that it was Bioware as well. Yeah, um, EA had to set the deadlines, but it was a lot of Bioware's issues. Um, but yeah, I think it was just that they were just what they wanted a better ending, basically. Well, so. understandably, but at the end of the day, and this is not me at all defending Mass Effect 3's ending. Mm-hmm. I too was one of the people that was very annoyed about that. But you have to end it somehow, yeah. and you mm-hmm. could. There are only a finite ways of ending stories. This is the thing. As much as Shepard's story is your own story, and the one that you craft, and the way you interact with people mm. um, affects the whole Mass Effect universe. It's still like a written linear story that needs to have a definitive start that mm-hmm. you don't pick and a definitive end like to cap it off mm-hmm. that, and the middle yeah. bit is what you experience and that's the important part of it I think we should do like, we should do a whole Mass Effect podcast like oh, the state definitely. of the franchise where definitely. it needs to go and, and the hiccups and stuff because I like I mostly disagree with you I think Ooh. that the stuff that they did, that's the thing because yeah. they made it linear that went against the, uh, the free form sort of stuff they were mm. giving you beforehand when they made Shepard an actual person who was all freaked out and haunted by this one child that mm. died at the beginning mm. like you could have played Monster as a, um, could have played Shepard as a total monster to that mm. point and, and he wouldn't cared. he shouldn't have cared yeah. or they shouldn't have cared and so yeah that is that what you were going to say it's, I, I'm just uh, of the mindset that they if they took out that final three colour choice system at the end <laughs> and literally had it so that the game had already decided what your ending was going to be based on the events leading up to that point mm-hmm. as in all it's done is just given the curtain lift of just saying these are the three choices you have for an ending. Mm-hmm. But what could have happened is that if you weren't made aware that those were the three choices, you would have this experience of like, oh, well, my shepherd died at the end. It was like, yeah. oh, my shepherd lived at the end because I did something. And be like, oh, okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. But if you're not aware of the actual choices, the mm-hmm. whole point of the ending is that you pick. Like that's the whole thing, yeah, isn't right. it? Is that you yeah. still at the very end, you're still picking what happens, mm-hmm. and it's still the whole like Paragon Renegade mm-hmm. uh, straight down the middle for the synthesis, is it? Yeah. 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 Uh, it, the, I think taking away that that choice. Mm-hmm. Would, would I don't know I agree I think one that pedals out compared on your actions would be great mm-hmm. but, but you would never do you'd never go so far as to go on a class action lawsuit oh no, no, no. no. It's it's, it seems, it seems bizarre yeah. almost doesn't it for the it? sake of when you're on about the, the coloured endings I remember there was one uh, video that went viral back then that mm. showed them it was like a, a grid a gridded ending and it showed all the endings playing out in unison like one by one by one mm. and then um, side by side that, that's one of the things that cemented to people like oh it is the same yeah. ending reskin because it's just the colour yeah the, but I think that obviously the takeaway sentiment is no matter how annoyed you get with an artist work you that any fanable consumer doesn't really have the right to try and change it because yeah. um, then Bioware obviously ended up kind of caving and doing the extended cut um, which kind of papered over some of the wounds but it was still really like stock 2D animation that sets so. a precedent as well because yeah. now uh, we're in a situation where uh, if consumers and every they have every right to complain about if a game or anything they yeah. buy is not up to the product that was described to mm-hmm. them but being able to retroactively change stuff is something that is brand new for us as a society like being able to just be yeah. like this is art 
but art that can be changed. It's ha, very yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's like, very scary. My mind goes to something like Star Wars, where it's like the backlash to the Last Jedi, and then it's like, well, yeah. Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, Luke's not dead. He's gonna well, well, he's even, back as a ghost. Even George Lucas just tinkering with his own movies. Yes. Like in that, it's like going oh. back and refraining. Ref- 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 mm-hmm. Young Jabba in the earlier films is bad. Like <laughs> Jabba when he was a dude before he was a worm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's iconic. Yeah. Um, the next thing I've got down is from 2015. Um, all of these lawsuits, that, um, all the different write-ups about this lawsuit keep referring to this person as just a person. So I guess their name wasn't included. Okay. Um, but it's one. Russian dude from Krasnoyarsk um, who got so addicted to Fallout 4 that he sued Bethesda um, and he said that um, oh, I heard about this it's yeah. great he just um, yeah he said that he, he ended up not going into work he ignored his friends he ignored his wife and his wife left him so he ended up messaging uh, he filed this whole lawsuit against Bethesda and he said that if I knew this game could have become so addictive I would have be- I would have become a lot more wary of it I would not have bought it and I would have left it until the holiday or until the new year holidays that's just a load of crap though, <laughs> we've all been sat down and been on a game so much that you're like oh, okay I really need to assess my levels of how much I I'm, I'm dedicated to this mm-hmm. and w- what else matters mm-hmm. like the ad- addiction is a really serious problem and a, like and a really um, hurtful emotional one as well but just displacing all of those feelings onto a company and going oh you were this problem for me like nothing was nothing mm-hmm. about this was about me is yeah. not how you move on or address it or fix it especially when like the core of Fallout 4 doesn't have um, what you would class as like gambling mechanics or things yeah. that create sort of like I don't know like as, as addictive as loops as you see in lots of Ubisoft games or the yeah. GTA mm-hmm. 5 online mm-hmm. casino yeah. or whatever um, yeah yeah, I mean, that thing was thrown out almost immediately. It barely got off the ground, but it's a fun thing to talk about in terms of why you might try and sue a game. Because obviously the Fallout um, games have, like, they're, they're pseudo-RPGs and the fact that you build mm-hmm. your characters mm-hmm. and stuff, but they're nowhere near the sort of, like, grind levels as you get in some sort of, like, Diablo stuff. So There's no loot box stuff. And either. it's very weird to see that this this person has mm-hmm. just created their own gameplay loop where they're just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah. With it. But I mean, how much do, do you ever see it when you're playing something where you're... Because you do that thing where you do, like, a long stint on a game. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously you, you get involved in, invested in all sorts of different gameplay loops and things like that. Um, even though that takes away like a lot of time I never like I don't know I've never like actively I would never blame the product for that like it's oh, no. obviously the agency is on us I'd mm. be thankful that it gave that much opportunity to be that invested in it if that sounds I know it's a bit of a backwards mm. way of viewing it but it, that they had that much content for you to get involved with and yeah. to want to ina- mm-hmm. uh, like uh, interact with is Im- impressive it's, I can't think of the last time that I have, I've felt like oh I can't do anything else I need because there is that thing where it's like two in the morning it's like, I'll do one more mission yeah. one more thing I'm, I've had that with Skyrim where it was like one more little side quest oh, or yeah. something yeah, yeah. I remember that a lot of that, but I don't know if it was the last time that you guys had a thing where you were like, I, I just want to keep playing. I don't want to sleep. I just want to keep going. God of War was right. that mm. for me. I, I had that feeling. Because mm. there was times I was like, oh, I go, go to work. I go play God of War. But then I come into work and write about God of War until I could go home and you're then like, play Please do a podcast so I can yeah. talk about God of War. Yeah, you're literally. I was like, let yes. me do content around it. But that was, that was the first time I felt like, oh, I really, really need to play this. Mm, but then yeah. previous to that, it's been the Elder Scrolls games where it's been like nine, ten hour days of just because right. when I was had the time you can to just do live that. in them as well. Yeah, yeah, because I like, when I was on summer holidays and stuff. Mm. and just could absolutely and oh, smash what it. What a time that is. I know. I know. What a time. Oh, a 10 what hour Oblivion was, Day was... Ooh. It's a beautiful thing. Ooh. The most recent one was the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, yeah. Um, just because of the fact that I was... Every time I message now. you, you're like, I'm doing another yeah. time trial. I'm trying to beat this time trial. But as soon as I planned a bit, I was just kind of like, cool, done. Right. O- on with the next one thing. I, wasn't, I haven't been back to mm. it since. Um, so... Resi 2 is a hell of a shout though yeah. Valky- Valkyria Chronicles 4 right. oh man I've spent so many hours in that one uh, I, I, just, I, I still haven't got everything I want to go back and play I it right now I think the whole like, again we do a whole separate podcast on it but the, mm. the, the, that whole notion of video game addiction I think mm. as so much more data is available on social media platforms and just us interacting with different levels mm. and the way that things get played that, that idea that like any company can like focus in on like this is the most addictive thing the human mm. mind will ever experience and you just take to it and like yeah. fire through it um, like potentially this dude had some merit but obviously the way it came together didn't um, do well in his favour uh, poor, poor guy though if yeah. That's yeah, actually, yeah, 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 it's yeah. clearly affected his life uh, beyond 
um, you know, just like something that money can repay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you lose your wife and stuff like that, that's not fun. I mean, if you guys at home know anyone who's like addicted to gambling or gaming, yeah. like it is a serious affliction. Like I know that we find it not humorous, but it's just so... The scenario. It, yeah, it like, seems yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to comprehend sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're I think that's, fun of it. It's a good indicative, indicator of how far we've come in regards I, to discussing mm, this stuff. Mm. 100%. I think for like, for like even so much as recently, it's very much been like, okay, now video game addiction is a real serious thing mm, that we're classifying yeah, yeah. as an actual thing. Whereas maybe even then, like a couple of years ago, it's, it was still, nah, nah, it's fine. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you were saying, uh, you're a bit of a poor guy. Here's someone who's not a very poor person. Do you remember Soldier Boy? Yeah. What was that? I couldn't think what that song was. Yeah, that <laughs> one talking about his concert. Yeah, oh, which was brilliant. This is big banter. Do you, did you know this? High banter. Yeah, we spoke about it right. previously, but yeah, because oh. yeah, Mr. Mr. Boy, Mr. Soldier Boy did uh, at the end of last year. He was like, I'm going to release these different consoles into the market. It was the Soldier Game and the Soldier Game handheld. Oh um, and his whole thing, which he was so confident about it, which is brilliant. Because um, yeah, he was like, I'm not going to get sued whatsoever. Like, mm. there's, I'll, I'll read out one of the quotes from him. But his whole thing was that he could enter the market with these new systems, even though they had no original games it was just emulator machines they would play NES SNES PS1 everything that would have been released beforehand and then he was like everything's totally fine so on December 28th he obviously a lot of people were saying mate you're probably going to get sued and so um, he then tweeted on December 28th for anyone who thinks Nintendo is going to sue me your R word nothing's going to happen everything is legit my console isn't going anywhere trust me the games were licensed to us why y'all want to see a black man fail so bad shake my head shakes my head just the noise that came out your throat (laughs) then it just it it beggars belief how anyone can be that sort of like dull let me give you a little follow up sort of like uh, yeah go on so so the timeline 28th of December he put that out very confident man the 30th of December the consoles were removed from sale so (laughs) Nintendo probably probably were a touch just say like we d- yeah right. we do oh, own that no. stuff to this, be honest this is the thing there's, there's, uh, there are ways of getting around like emulator things if mm-hmm. you own the like the legit copy of it you are allowed to emulate it using like BIOS stuff and things like that that is like a sort of loophole oh, yeah. you are allowed to but then you, Nintendo mass disagree consumption. not for mass not no, for, not you for resell yeah. you can use it for personal stuff if oh, okay. you want to play say like uh, get a PS1 emulator on your PC if right. you own the original disc and stuff like that there is, there even is that some... I think will depend by uh, vary by company and then you've got other companies that have had their uh, licensing stuff uh, laps so therefore you can re- replicate them mm. without any issue it's why you get consoles like the Retcon 4 or whatever they're called mm. I don't know what oh, yeah. on that, where they can play stuff because the technology to create it's, a, it's, a PS1 or a SNES or a NES has elapsed and therefore you can make them as replica it seemed, machines. Yeah, there's because there are a whole bunch of like um, SNES. Like yeah, there's like fan-made SNES consoles mm. and stuff. Uh, the companies that make them, the whole idea is that they play the original cartridges, but then they yes. make, and, they up them. And this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You can make something that plays them, but you, just you can't, can't generate the game. You can't sell the yeah, games. Yeah. They yeah. are not yours. At no point was it ever, it should never have crossed his mind to just be <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, this makes sense. I, I take everyone else's work and just oh, sell it at Is it Nintendo that got in touch with him or was it him actually researching his own thing I, and being like, whoa. It just, I mean, he was he was all over Twitter and being interviewed and he talked to Rolling Stone about it just saying like, everything's completely legit. Like, oh, it's crazy, but it's all going to happen. Like, yeah, everything's fine. Um, and then it was like two days later, everything was just like, Do you just know, didn't man, say anything after that. It reminds me so much of the Fire Fest. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Right, right. so yeah. much of that sort of bravado, like it's going to work, it's going to work, <laughs> it hasn't worked, oh dear. Yeah, and he, as far as, I couldn't find any follow-up comments from him, but the, um, that sort of media push that it got initially, that level of coverage just completely went away. Yeah. Um, there weren't any, like, as far, as far as I could see, there weren't any follow-up interviews of him oh, just being what? like, oh, I was wrong, oh, or whatever. He just shrank away from it, and just it's yeah. just never been addressed again. It's actually it was never going to work, though. I'm going to look up after we've done this podcast and see what mm. the state of it is now. I want to see if they actually like, went well, through yeah. the vote. If you go Try on, and you, buy one. I was going to say, I totally recommend going on YouTube and looking at the people who did buy them in the tiny window that they were available yeah. um, because the state of the games that are on them is horrific like they oh don't even God. play stuff like yeah. they're all glitchy there's lots of clipping like it's it, it reeks of just like a, a third party um, like attempt to try and cash in kind of thing it was just it wasn't very good so um, the next one down is one that you recommended um, Jules which is the digital homicide versus Jim Sterling um, this is just hilarious because yes. like I obviously don't want to get into any trouble with it, with either of the parties there but you can watch Jim Sterling's hilarious recount of mm. everything that happened to him but basically what happened is uh, he reviewed a game he didn't the like slaughtering it grounds. the slaughtering grounds he didn't like it because it was in his own words an asset flip where somebody's just stolen other assets from things and they've just yeah. like made a game out of it and just turned it around very quickly for profit the actual developer got in touch and said my game is not so and so and it's not this and made a funny video about it calling him Jim f***ing Sterling son stop swearing on the podcast that's Jules. my one swear that's okay. my one swear one pod pod and um, basically uh, it launched into this huge back and forth mm-hmm. between the two they tried to uh, escalate it and de-escalate it and then eventually Jim got a lovely little letter through his door saying that you're being sued for something ridiculous like is it 10 million or 100 million I, yeah there was the, it's what the damages that they 
they thought the game was worth. I don't have the statistic for how much they were suing him for, yeah. um, but I do have the whole thing, the counter sue, because that the, the whole thing blew up, like you said, with the asset flip mm. stuff. And then obviously Sterling's fandom then started investigating the game and realized that the game had um, pieces of artwork in it that were taken from Google oh, Image. Oh, no. Yeah. Google yeah. Image. Just, yeah, yeah literally, like, things they, like they, that. They hadn't even removed, like, some of the watermarks yeah. from it. Or, they, or you know, cut around it to oh, make wow. it. To put it in. You know those, like, lovely little, like, white uh, like the diamond stock things? Photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally, like, there's still some of them. With a bad PNG. Um, so, yeah, Sterling's fandom kind of found a whole bunch of that stuff out. And then um, they, they ended the devs, um, what do you call them, um, Digital Homicide, mm-hmm. were then sued for $75,000. Um, they then tried to crowdfund it to for their own fandom to say, will you help us defend ourselves in court? And out of the $75,000, do you know how much they made? Go on. Have, have a little guess. What? It's going to be either they either made it or they didn't make it catastrophically. And I already know the outcome of this. So <laughs> Jim won hands down. So I'm going to go with... Ash, oh, we're going five hundred dollars. Okay, Ash, what do you think? What? How much money is this? That how much? Made? They asked for seventy-five thousand. How much do you think they made out of it for to, to defend themselves to defend on themselves. the courts? Go on. Twenty-five dollars. <laughs> More than that, they made four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, very you. short of the seventy-five thousand. That um, is. A- but yeah, that the whole like, debacle, that idea. I mean, that's the thing. The takeaway thing is like, no matter how much um, you know, you hate criticism of your game or whatever, you can't sue the person for not liking your game. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, the reality of that was the asset stuff. When yeah. you said digital homicide, I was well, I was on a different path yeah, with what yeah. uh, this just, was going to be. Honestly, just I was camera really zooming in. Yeah, I was like, else holy falls apart. crap! Like, good, sad Millman. <laughs> it, it does. It did actually get um, a discourse other than just like laughing at the developers' mm. attempts to try and defend the thing. But it, it did actually open a discussion on what language is acceptable when talking about uh, video games yeah. in general because it does come to a point where if this one person or small team has made this thing if you're going to come at them and say horrible things mm. about them mm-hmm. well not about them about the game but that's the thing mm. it's, it's trying not to to bridge the gap yeah. between that you should mm. always ins- you should always criticise the game not the people mm. behind yeah. it and I think that they try to use some of that uh, legally there was a little bit that was part of their damages mm. things like our reputation is damaged and things like that um, I think that is a worthwhile conversation in terms of criticism because like even on YouTube especially in the early mm. days of YouTube um, there are tons of people who got famous for just ranting and going over top and this yeah. thing's a piece of yes. ass and whatever yeah. I'm only not swearing because it's the S. podcast piece <laughs> of ass is actually right. it's a real piece of ass um, but like yeah I mean they, a lot of people got really big on that stuff yeah. um, and I think that that is a worthwhile worthwhile distinction to make especially like in criticism because I mean sometimes we like to hate some games or I do like, but like I, need I, to pull it back. I jokingly to, uh, call Peter Molyneux the father of all lies but, that, <laughs> but, that, but that's only because of the fact that it's been a precedent sent that yeah. I, have, I have not the first person to call him this and mm. it is taken in great stride with yeah. him because he is actually a very nice man and he's just doesn't know when to stop I love Molyneux Molyneux needs his own podcast as well to he, does. he does he's on this one he's a, oh, he, oh, he'd I'll, probably jump at it I will get in I would touch. love to talk to Peter Molyneux just sit there Molyneux, and just like please. so Pete just, just tell us what you want yeah. come on father for lies <laughs> yeah. come on daddy lie bag we, we've got to treat him very well I will daddy try to stick up for him bag. good he's definitely going to want to roll with that uh, I think um, that's one of the distinctions though where it is worth addressing the person where like sometimes mm. the potential lies or the porcupines that they've done beforehand does then feed into the product and it is worth talking about both yeah. um, the next thing I got down is the the whole two human uh, if, do you remember two human I, know I remember does. the name yeah right because that was a whole thing that Silicon Knights tried to get off the ground I um, love this story this is, this is just Dennis Dyer used to be a way more reputable dude um, and he was going to do this whole thing where it was like Norse mythology meets kind of like cyberpunky sci-fi stuff yeah. techno Norse yeah techno Norse this whole like futurescape stuff and um, with this combat system that was based around the right analog stick so that you would fight things in all different directions Honestly, really cool idea yeah. and you know what for when the game is running at its 
full stride. It's actually all right. It's not it's great. All right, it's yeah. not great. I mean, that death animation is literally somebody counted 15 seconds Horrible. Long. Every time you die, a Valkyrie comes down from heaven, scoops you up, and picks you away. And the developer was like, it's to show you the importance of death. That's all well and good. It wasn't <laughs> happening every other five bloody minutes. Yeah, like, especially when you get in the later levels oh. and stuff. Um, so yeah, the whole thing with that was like, Two Human was meant to be this big project that was launched off the, you know, going to like put Silicon Knights on the map or whatever. Um, and there was this whole thing where at the time, Epic, um, Epic Games, because they were lending uh, Silicon Knights their Unreal Engine tech to get the game off the ground. Um, and Silicon Knights apparently got very annoyed that um, Epic were continually like, you know, promoting the new Gears of War. Um, and they then uh, claimed that the money that um, Silicon Knights had put into the Unreal Engine to use the license was them being put into Gears of War, which they yeah. didn't like. They also said that it was um, uh, unfair that they didn't feel like they were being promoted enough as yeah. well. Um, and also they didn't receive tech support and there was other bits and bobs. Basically mm -hmm. just like they were, they said that the Unreal Engine's issues had caused them to miss their launch window mm -hmm. and that had cost them an X amount of money, which is what they were trying to sue yeah, for. Yeah, so the, the whole point was that they weren't being supported enough by Epic mm -hmm. and that the Unreal Engine could have done more. So that was kind of like the opening sort of salvo. And then Epic countersued and said, look, like there's actual code from the Unreal Engine 3 into humans, so you've reused it without stating that that's the part of the game you're going to reuse or yeah. whatever, or the specific code. And that's where it's so delicious to go up, <laughs> well. to, to, go up to somebody and just go like, I'm suing you because the engine I've bought and licensed isn't up to scratch. Um, you don't have a license for that. <laughs> I love that. It's, it kind of blew up insanely, though, because then, yeah, Epic counter sued and said that there was Unreal 3 code into Human, um, to which they, Epic then won, because it was very, it was just literally yeah. being like, well, this yeah. code is literally present in this yeah. game. Um, the amount that was charged for damages was 4.45 million, um, which Silicon Knights couldn't do. It's a um, spicy meat It's insane. So that ended up, that kind of killed the whole thing. And there, all the games had to be pulled from sale, had to be yeah. like pulped and, and, and burned or whatever to get rid of them because they couldn't sell them anymore because yeah. they were infringing on the whole copyright thing. Legally removed from existence for, yeah. a, for, a, for a short time. Which that was, I think, oh. I don't even know how hard it, or easy it is to get to human today. I'm oh, it's, it's, it's back it's, it's free, it's free on, right. on Xbox Live because of the fact that there was, I know. <laughs> like it's, Xbox just like, yeah, go and play it. I might as well. I can't but, yeah. remember what the deal was, but Microsoft were just like, ah, oh, look, you know, to be bit, fair, come on, right? we're mates, let's yeah. just sort something out. To be fair, like you, like you can see past a lot of the crap in games sometimes. Like yeah. there's stuff with Colonial Marines or uh, Evolve or insert, <laughs> I just, just, insert Ash's favorite game. Yeah, insert number of games that Ash comes into. It's not that bad. And so I think you should give two human a shot and see what you think. Because I thought it wasn't. It, it, wasn't it sounds bad. like the sort of crap that I'd like. It's, exactly. it's on that level. It's your, it's your 40, particular brand 40 of crap. hours of, of crap tacular <laughs> combat. Don't play past, like, what, the opening bit out of the first few levels. Enough to watch a few cutscenes, get a, a feel for the combat. But yeah. the world is such a cool idea. Like, Cyber Norse is so cool. Techno Norse is so cool. It's two player as well. Yeah, get get a friend involved. And play through that. It'll, pro it'll probably actually be really fun. Friends, would you like to play it with me? No, I don't have an Xbox One. Oh. <laughs> I am. Um, I also don't want to revisit it. But it's really. Good. It was all right for the time. It could have been worse. Get yourself. You just smashing your Xbox. <laughs> Sorry. Get yourself on streaming, and we'll do that. Okay, yes. All right. Also, no. But um, yeah, the one I'm going to end on is the one from Black Ops Two. And um, when a Panamanian dictator called Manuel Noriega thought that his likeness was in Black Ops Two, um, oh. so he sued uh, Activision. He said that um, <laughs> even though he was in prison, I think, or he went to prison shortly after this and he was known as a right. dictator um, he said that the fictional version that he was likening himself to in Black Ops 2 um, was the culprit of numerous fictional heinous crimes oh, which gosh. you know fictional is the key word there but yeah. near enough um, so yeah he thought he was um, his likeness or whatever his whatever his name is worth uh, to the Panamanians was infringing so he, uh, he sued Activision for it and uh, that went up was immediately thrown out in October 2014 Ooh. now to so, be yeah. fair Call Go of Duty on. as a franchise does like to use likenesses yeah, yeah, but they are usually with the express yeah. written consent of the yeah. people involved so I I could say that they might have drawn inspiration from Probably. somebody I mean there are only so many 
face generators you can go through without <laughs> it actually ending up looking like someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, it sounds a lot like the 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 Mr. Fish Homer, Mr. Sparkle. Oh Mr. God, Sparkle. Okay. oh yes. yeah, like yeah. where it's like it's oh, very close. absolutely coincidental. But then oh well, if the shoe fits. Yeah, like, I mean, I think like going down the whole like the, the whole dictator route. Obviously, there are like yeah. potential parallels to what his conduct was yes. like beforehand. And um, but yeah, it was thrown out. Uh, and then but the mayor of uh, New York at the time, Rudy Giuliani. I don't know if he's still the, the mayor of New York. I don't know New Yorkans, but maybe he is. Um, he said that it wasn't just a victory for Call of Duty, but a victory for art, that you should be able to have these sort of like, you know, archetypal characters and dictators yeah. and whatever and not infringe on the real dictators, I guess. If you're being like an archetypal, di- archi- if you're being an archetypal dictator from yes. inside a game, maybe you should assess your image rather than one in like... Well, that's the thing. And, like-, like, the thing that he's like citing where he's like, this guy did lots of like heinous crimes and it's like, why do you want to go up next to that? Yeah. And be like, it reminds you're, me of me. You're putting yourself there. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine if you had somebody like, I don't know, like just like Ted Bundy just sitting there watching his advert for like GTA C, but ah, like, oh, uh, gee whiz, guys, you're making me look bad. Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, speaking of GTA as well, there was the whole Lindsay Lohan thing. Oh, yeah. Um, which I didn't have written down, but it is like a specific thing where she thought that her, she tried to claim that it's her doing, of, it's because of that, trying yeah. to do a peace symbol um, with a camera, and the, she reckoned that the, the mansion that was behind her in the artwork looked like some mansion that she'd once stood next to and took a photo. So. You know, tried. I don't know the likeness stuff. It's 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 neither here nor there, mm. is it? Because people, there's apparently because there's so many humans now. There's someone that is like your like identical twin somewhere on the planet at any given time. I've got so many. Have a you bold seen guy. All in games. A like. bold yeah. guy with a beard. Oh no! How hard is that? To- <laughs> the problem with me and you, Jules, is that we look like the Mies in Nintendo. Like a bald guy with a beard is you, and yeah. anyone with like spiky hair and whatever this thing that I have on my face is is me. So it's it's very easy to infringe on us. Plus, have you I've, seen? I what- look completely unique. Sorry, everyone. It's true. I was about say what is it like being an actual <laughs> being a unique NPC no honestly I, I get I get likened to anyone that has red hair and right. any any celebrity that has red hair like you look like her don't you look you? like Black Widow yeah. But yeah, I enough. get you and Zoe confused all the time yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just a harsh reality of living in a world with billions of people I know yeah. I know. but still yeah the whole likeness thing I think because um, something like South Park obviously made its entire career off just literally lampooning everyone at once yeah. Yeah. and somehow seemed to skirt through I've not looked in the history of South Park stuff I don't remember if they ever got pulled up on any oh, of it oh they've been pulled up a few times right. but I think they've always come out on top with it but mm-hmm. I don't know they do because they do so much controversial mm-hmm. stuff in it's it. It's that classic text at the beginning, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's, there's one there's one episode that's been banned outright, which was a two parter. They've had to like censor one of the people mm. that they did a rip off of. I think it was a religious figure though, so uh, okay. it's a bit more down the nose. Oh, I remember what that the one was. Muhammad. One. I think yes. so. Mm. I believe so. I remember. Yeah, that was one of the only times. But most of the time, they just steer right into it, and they yeah. seem to get away with it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure in uh, Ghost Recon's case, or uh, in this one with um, with uh, Manuel Noriega, I'm sure with that it would have said that like all, all characters included in this are a work of fiction, yeah. not intended yeah. to yeah. do whatever. But you know, he thought he was his little image was getting dumped if, on if we are going to close out by thinking about this which mm. video game would you guys like to have your likeness attributed to <laughs> any any of them I'd just be any, happy, to, I'd be happy to be in one of them yeah, hey. something cool I don't think there's any characters that look like me I, I get compared to Guy Fieri so I don't really care what you know, same <laughs> you, you dress like him good very good I think that Ash would be brilliant and like overcooked Oh, a, a little ash just, just running around like, see I want like an action thing I want to do something I don't know I can't like weaponize my takes solid? there's no character there's no character that, oh I could be the dude from Condemned 2 that shouts at people until they like blow apart or whatever yeah. Yeah. I can just come in and be like it's a bad game really and then oh. they all just you know die I would love to be someone like an NPC in like uh, an Elder Scrolls game that you can just go and talk to and be like oh and then have a cat come out or something why would you just like? do like <laughs> a scuma addict ash <laughs> literally Good. riddled 
next to the Khajiit caravans, like, hello. Just like I in I the am. corner, slumped on the yeah. scooms. Got a penny, come yeah. down. Yeah. Jules, who would you be? Uh, I would love to be... You'd be an Um Jamalami. No, I'd want to be one of the, uh, like, uh, um, a bad guy from the upcoming, like, Resident Evil games. I'd love You're literally that, that dude that was in... What oh, was no. that big evil dude that had was bald with a beard? Not Ross Buell. Oh, the, oh, the guy... The, um, the guy that was from in, Resident like, Evil 4. Yes. With the massive trench coat. Yeah. Yes, I'm him. Oh. What's that dude called? Why can't we think of him? He, he's just scary. He's so based on Rasputin, though. Slash you, yeah. You, you were bald with a beard at that point. I was. You should be suing a Capcom at this point for infringing on your oh, rights. Oh, maybe I will. And my horrible spindly spider body that I <laughs> keep within me. I can't think of that dude's name, but whatever. You can let us down in the comments below. Or you can find us on social media. And um, for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. And I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Milton. Hello and goodbye. And Jules Gale. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Spindly spider body. What is the name of that dude? It's going to annoy you, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.